The following content contains adult subject matter, including sensitive material, and is intended for adult consumption only. It may not be suitable for all audiences. Therefore, discretion is advised. Hey guys, welcome back to Breaking Down with Allie Colbert. I'm so happy you're joining us. You guys, I want to let you in on a realization I've had recently uh, in light of the new Vanderpump Rules season coming out. Now, I never watched Vanderpump Rules but in uh, in response to Scandaval, I've, I've become somewhat interested. And I had an epiphany that Scandaval is a lesbian. That, that, is, that is lesbian, okay? This is a man who is wearing Zara's women's uh, plush blue suits, okay? He is unable to move out of his ex's house. They're in some legal battle and he slept with his girlfriend's best friend. This is a lesbian scenario. Okay, Scandaval is gay. You heard it here first. Today on the show, we have Mal Glowinky. Her podcast, Made It Out, um, is taking over social media, you guys. It's very lesbian. It's very fun. I talk all about Mal's queer journey and we take your questions that you wrote in with. Um, and it's super fun. I hope you enjoy it. And I just love you guys so much. I hope you have a really good day. <laughs> breaking down, breaking down, breaking down. Glowinky. Glowinky. That's not, that's unlike any last name I've ever heard, Mal. I know. Mal, your podcast has been popping off. Made it out? Made it out. You did make it out. I did. Of a lot of things. On your website, and I just did your show. Yeah. It was so fun. Thank you for having me on. When I went to your, uh, the website for the show, it says about you uh, that you made it out of the heterosexual trap. It's very dramatic, that. huh? That's what it says. It's like there's like two lines about you. It's that you made it out of the heterosexual trap. Yeah. What What are you talking about? By the way, cool cowboy boots. Thanks. I'm bringing like my, Those my are Texas sick. roots into things. Those are amazing. Know? My girlfriend has so many cowboy boots. Yeah? Oh my God. Is she I, from the South? She's from Michigan, but I don't oh, okay. know. I, I like, I'm from the East Coast. So I just was like, I guess they wear, they wear cowboy boots in Michigan. And she's like, no, it's just a me thing. Okay. Got it. But On those trend. are really dope. Thanks. Yeah, I am. Um, I have rejected my Texas roots long enough that I'm like, all right, I'll start to bring You're some of it back. You're circling back. In. Yes. <laughs> so Texan that made it out of a heterosexual trap. What, what? Did you know you were gay growing up? Let's yeah. start from the very beginning. Okay. <laughs> By the way, my podcast, because I know yours was so beautifully orchestrated and thoughtful. I just have a few, I have a story of your life that I'm going to try and follow. And if there's stuff you don't want to talk about, you just say, stop it. And then we'll air it anyway. <laughs> Okay, perfect. No, I'll cut out whatever you want. And if there's something you want, to, is that cool? Yeah, okay. I love it. Okay, great. So yeah, like growing up in Texas and you're aware of your gayness or you're trying to hack it as straight. What's happening? Tell me everything. So I'm actually from Illinois. You're from Illinois. Okay. Yeah, I'm from like right outside of Chicago. Yeah. I lived there until I was like eight years old. Okay. And in that short little time, it was like, you know, you're playing house with your friends and you're doing the whole, like, show me yours, I'll show you mine. And yeah. That type of thing. And so I knew, I knew I was gay. So you're saying you know you're gay at eight years old when you're showing <laughs> yeah. your friends your vagina? Yeah. 
Really? I, like I was pretty in tune, yeah. Wow, because maybe not like gay. I didn't have the words for it, but yeah. I knew like I gravitate toward the girls in a way that maybe isn't yeah. like everybody else. Yes. I think I was aware of it. I was definitely aware of it too, but yeah. it wasn't from the show you or show me mind game. Okay, what was yours from? I think mine was just like, I had crushes on girls. Yeah. Like, even at, like, I was like, not like, I don't know. I was just like looking at girls. So you knew it was like a crush. Fuck. Now I don't know. I know. It's so hard. It's hard to like differentiate. Like, was it a crush? Like, I, I, I told my mom at like 10 years old, I was like, I'm gay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she was like, no, you're not. Why do you say that? And I was like, oh, because I, like, kissed my girlfriends. Like, I would kiss them during, like, house and stuff. And I was, like, loved them. Like, I got turned on by it. She's like, no, that doesn't mean you're gay. She's like, you're just playing. And, like, she's right. Like, I was just playing. But also, she's wrong. I was gay. You, yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> we know? were just playing. Yeah. I, but so you had, a, you had an awareness early on. You're right. Because I don't think I could put the words to what exactly it right. was. No words for it. But I yeah. knew, like, this is different. Yes. But the thing is, is… Uh, right when I was kind of in that awareness, we moved to Texas. Yeah. So I think that was the the kind of um, the stopping point where I was like chasing it or chasing the curiosity. I was like, okay, no, this has to end. Because the first, I, I'll never forget the first day of school, second grade, and kids are asking me, what church do you go to? Really? And I'm like, I've never fucking been to church in my life. I've never even walked into a church. What is, do you move for a job, parent's job or? My parents, we just had a death in the family and, you know, it kind of tore apart our family business. And so my Great, parents. Great, that's where I wanted to open the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a death in the family that ruined everything. Yeah, pretty much. Perfect. Okay. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, so you moved to Texas. Yes, we moved to Texas. And they're hitting you with church when you're like nine? First, I will never forget it. First question the kids are asking. So I'm going home like, mom, I need to make up a fucking church because right. I, I need to say I'm going somewhere because we're not going to fit in. Yeah. And so the gayness wasn't even a thing that I was like thinking about or worrying about. I don't about. have to fake being straight. I have to fake finding God. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's so much more to figure out here yeah. than just like how to hide being gay. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I just started conforming at a really young age and kind of did the whole like, split life thing. Like, wow. I was, I mean, I think we briefly talked about this. I was on Craigslist looking for girls to like meet and experiment with. We did not talk about this. Oh, we did it. I didn't tell you this. I no, feel like we I talked about this so much. I <laughs> Wait, wait. So, so up until what age are you, are you like, contr- like me cobbling together like crushes on men? Are you like pretending totally. like, do you have boyfriends? Totally. Oh my God. And like a lot of them. Like, I, like <laughs> and, and I was a whore too. Kind of. Yeah. Like <laughs> nobody. And maybe it was some sort of, like, um, overcompensation. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But yeah. it was like, yeah, I'm just going to date. I'm going to have crushes. I'm going to be vocal about them. I'm going to kiss boys. I'm going to go out with boys. And so it was like, outwardly, no one would ever, ever, ever know. Mm-hmm. But and they're so femme presenting. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You and are femme. You're not actually femme presenting. You're femme. Yes. Right. Yes. So, and are you miserable at that point in time? Or are you just like, I don't really know. Like, I don't just, think I knew. I don't think I. I love that. <sighs> It's, it's safe, but it saves so much pain, like, yeah. to not be so acutely aware. True. Like, it didn't feel like I was actively hiding something or actively living a double life. It was just like, I'm, this is my life. I'm straight. I'm doing what everybody else is doing. But I have this kind of, like, thing that I do on the side, which is watch lesbian porn okay. and look on Craigslist to see if anybody else feels the way that I feel and, like, try to meet girls. Okay, so this is fascinating. Yeah. 
what age do you do this Craigslist search? And Craigslist, by the way, it's not where I would go. I know, but it's like, think where, about where, where were you going at the time, back by in the that way. time. Where yeah. I was? No, because it's like, what, early 2000s? Exactly. Yeah, there's no, like, you're no, not going on a dating app. No, you're not. There's no so dating Craigslist, apps. You're right. Where else were you going to go? So I am literally like seeking connections, women seeking women oh my. online. And are you like 16? I, yeah, I, I'm putting my, I'm trying to put together a timeline. I had to have been because I was driving. Right. So, yeah, 15, 16, maybe 15, because there was a girl that would come pick me up for a minute yeah. that I was, like, seeing. Um, and how old is she? This gets a little scary because you're a minor, too. Exactly. Like, I mean, when you really—like, I laugh about it now, and I can joke about it, but when you really think about it, like, the things that could have happened to me— No, it's scary. Being in Texas, like, the men that were probably on there looking for weird shit, so— Looking for women, looking for women. I exactly. Mean, that's most men I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I got really lucky. But yeah, I met this one girl. She probably was like 17 or 18. Okay. And we would just like go to these like 18 and up after hours clubs. And like I would go hang out at her house. She was the first one to show me the L word. Oh like it was God. actually really it's sweet actually and beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then— Are you um, hooking up with her? I mean, as much as you I could at that age. Like not fully, but it was like I never did anything to her, but she would do things okay. to me but type it, thing. it was like an intimate relationship. Yeah. It wasn't just watching TV. You felt yes. like they, there was a thing with this woman. Totally. And so, but she must, she's 18 or 17 or whatever, but she's clearly still closeted if she's on that, right? This is where it gets like dissociative. Like she I don't know. She has a husband. Know. <laughs> 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 did you have a boyfriend at the time? No. This was always, like, in between boyfriends. Like, yeah. when I was with a guy, I would just watch lesbian porn. Mm -hmm. But then when I wasn't with a guy, I would, like, do these little exploratory things. Yeah. I know. It's so bizarre. It's No, it's not bizarre. It makes total sense. I, I The lesbian porn thing, I've always been confused about because I never liked it. Mm. I, it always seemed so fake to me. Yeah. I don't know if maybe I—what the fuck was going on that I didn't want to see that? It's not that I didn't want to see it. I just, it didn't like turn me on or like speak to something in me. But, but you think it would have because I was closeted. Yeah. I mean, I will say like now being out, I never watch lesbian porn. So I'm like, oh my God, that is so far from what it actually is. Right. But I think it was just my only access point. It was right. my only, I had no idea what really truly intimacy with a woman was besides these like very few yeah. experiences. Yeah. So the only outlet. Right. And and when you're meeting these people, these women like off of Craigslist and connecting with them, do you then like, are you then carrying like a deep shame about it? Like, is it a dirty secret? Are you going to like into that? Or is it like, I feel really sad because you seem so happy. I would have been so sad. I don't think it was either. Yeah. I think that like now just looking was. back, I'm sad because now I'm like, holy shit. That's how disconnected I was from myself and like yeah. who I truly am. So mm. like reflecting on it. I'm like, oh, God damn, that was really dark and sad. Right. But in the moment, I think— You're surviving. You're surviving, yeah. And yeah. it's not really something that you you even think about. It literally was just, I'm straight, but there's this one thing that I just do. Yeah. You know? But I think reflecting on it, I— When you're disconnected from one part of who you are, mm -hmm. you're— more than likely disconnected from a lot of parts of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I can look at it and be like, well, I had eating dis disorder issues mm -hmm. and I was in a career that I really hated and I was in some really toxic relationships with men. Mm -hmm. And so I think it was trying to come out. It was trying to manifest and say, like, you're not happy. Like, you're hitting all these dead ends and all these, you know. Right. And, and 
it just took me kind of turning toward it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel safe to do that in Texas. I didn't feel like I could. Yeah. You know? There's there's like a holistic like unhealthiness. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's like a symptom I feel mm-hmm. of like trying to like medicate and treat yourself and find something. Are you in serious relationship? Do you have like a serious relationship with a guy? Like so and, and during that, are you finding yourself like – unable to like connect in that way with him or like I'm always wondering mm-hmm. how women because you identify as a lesbian now or you identify yeah. as okay so like what does that look like is it like I think this is what relationships should be or like I'm just so unhappy or like like I've never I every time I tried dating a man I just like hated it yeah it was real hard for me I think I put the costume on and I really wore it yeah and I tried so hard to fit in it yeah again it was like yes if I look back I wasn't happy. Like the men that I was dating were bad. They yeah. weren't good men. Yeah. And so it was like almost this subconscious. Like, oh, we talked about dating older guys. Yeah. I was, oh yeah. I was dating men that were, I mean, at one point, like 15 plus years, my senior, you yeah. know, and just looking for something that's, give me something, right. impress me in some way, like yeah. teach me something, show me some sort of value because having sex with you is like, not something that I'm getting anything out of. So I tried to date older guys with like decent jobs or interesting jobs to where I felt like there's something being, you know. Like, is there, is there, is it, am I dating the wrong demographic? Like if you're older, maybe you could be additive. Like I had this exact thought too. Not necessarily the older thing, but just like maybe I'm dating the wrong type of guy. Maybe these guys are too immature. And those guys probably were too immature. And also I was a lesbian. Yes. So both of those things. (laughs) But I did, I did find that really frustrating of just like, yeah, if I dated a guy that like had a really cool career, then I could like kind of get interested in that. And maybe I could like create a relationship around that. That, but like having no place to like get my footing was confusing. And then, okay, so this is high school. Do you go to college? And where do you go to college? I didn't go to college. You didn't go to college. No. Okay, so what are you doing then after after high school? I was bartending at, at a club for a while. Yeah. And then I got into real estate. Okay. And I like was working a nine to five that I, it's just not me. You it's know? Just not like, you. It's just not me. When, when, when do you click into you? When do you? So I was in a serious relationship with a guy for three and a half years. We were oh like. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Like very serious while yeah. I was working this real estate job. Yeah. He. um In Texas is this still? This is in Texas. Yeah. I'm working my little job. He's a pilot. So I was like, okay, fun job. We get to travel, you know, whatever. Like, my values were just not, they were skewed, you know? Yeah. Um, And then, and, and we bought homes together. We like built homes together. We had cars together, dogs together. Like it was a marriage pretty much. Yeah. And, um, and he's older than you. Older. He was, I think like 62. 30, <laughs> he was like 13 years older than me, I think. Yeah. And, um, yeah, at one point, three and a half years in, we had just moved into a new place. I find out that there's a kid that I wasn't aware of and I'm like, okay. Like, enough is enough. I'm not even happy. Like, this is fucking crazy. And he had a child. He had a child. Yeah. How do you find that out? Eventually, it came to a point where he had to tell me. Like, he had to let the, let the cat out of the bag. Up. Because, yeah, because she was coming to him for money and, you know. Why did he keep it? You know, it was really bizarre because he already had a kid that I knew about. So, it was kind of this weird thing of, like, why Why did you do this? This feels like a lot. Like You're like, that's a you thing. It, and it was. And he was just as lost as I was, you know? Yeah. I feel like lost people find each other in that way and then have these toxic dynamics. And, you know, 
whatever. Right. It, it kind of makes sense, I guess. But um, so yeah, I got out of that relationship. I tried to stay in Dallas for a couple more years. I was still working my job. And then I met a guy who at I went back to the bartending job. <laughs> it's all kind of, you know, it's messy. But this is like so life. I, I know. I, I know. I, I like totally get everything. I don't know. I just, <laughs> it makes sense to me. I would go back to what I knew. You just lose, do you lose the house and the dogs and all that? Yeah. So I had to, I, I, I had my dogs. I had two dogs by myself. I had to buy myself a new car, find a place to live. Um, so then I was like, all right, all my friends work at this bar. I'm going to work at the bar at night. I'm going to work real estate during the day and just try to figure something out. Yeah. Like an exit plan almost. Like I want to change things, but I don't know how. So yeah. I was working at the bar trying to save money um, to travel. I thought I was going to travel for a year. Yeah, and, like, you could use that at this point. D- yeah. I co-signed that. Yes. <laughs> travel, honey. <laughs> I thought I was going to like go be a travel influencer or something. Or yeah. Influencer or something. So saving all, all, all this money, this guy comes in the bar. He's like, tips me, you know, a crazy amount and then is like let me fly you out to California I'm like okay got nothing else going on sure yeah so I start flying to to California to see this to guy. Date I think, this guy I think I went out there maybe not date but just like hang out with you know yeah I think I went out there twice yeah and the last time I was I was here now I was like I don't want to go home mm-hmm. this is I I just don't there's nothing there for me mm-hmm. and so I came home I quit my job I packed up everything I owned and I moved to an apartment here, downtown LA. <laughs> and when you're coming to LA, or what are you seeing in LA that you're like, this is amazing? Are you going to the beach? Are you meeting people? Or you're just like, I just like actually not being in Texas. That's I mean, kind yeah. of the biggest turn on about <laughs> California is that it's not Texas. It's somewhere different than Texas. Yeah. I considered moving to Chicago yeah. or to LA. There was okay. like a, there was a short period where I was in between, but yeah. there's just a feeling. I don't know. I'm big on like, gut. Yeah. And just a knowing and inner knowing. Intuition. Yeah. Okay. You land in LA. I land in LA. A few blocks from Skid Row. I am literally living two blocks from Skid Row. And what happens with your life there? I I was living off savings because at this point I had, you know, saved up a bunch of money and I was just like, all right, I'm just going to come here, see what the fuck happens. I um, I didn't work for a while. Let's see. what, What was I doing? Do you, do you start dating women? At this point? No, I was still like, trying to I get to married date. to a man at that point. <laughs> Just keep going. I, I give birth still... to his children vaginally. Can you believe that when I, the first thing that I did Believe do, it or not, I can believe it. It's so crazy. Like, that's how disconnected. But yeah. it was, I didn't know. I still didn't know that that was the missing piece. And so, oh my God. When, wanna... do, when do women begin to peek through? By the way, Mal, in Mal's bio, it says, uh, a les- being a lesbian is my entire personality. <laughs> So I'm just trying to see when that started. <laughs> so when when do you when does that creep in of like, hey, I remember the, remember those Craigslist days? That could be every day. Yeah, I I literally went on a couple bad dates with some guys. Yeah, had like some I don't know flings, and then I was like, one day I'm just sitting on my couch and I'm like, I'm just gonna switch it, switch the app to women and men. Yes, and I'm just gonna see what happens. But I wasn't. I love that moment, <laughs> and it it was so. Ta-da. Yes, like. Okay. How many years ago is this? This was… Um, like two months ago. <laughs> I was 25 and I'm 30 now. Okay. So this is like five years ago. Okay. So the wheels were starting to turn but I wasn't going on dates. I yeah. was literally… I was window shopping. I was just looking and seeing. Yeah. What, what's on the apps? What's out there? Your curiosity is a slow burn, honey. It really is. Like… Yeah. But but it's so funny because then when the switch like does flip, I'm like all in. It's, yeah. It's… Yeah. It's, right. 
uh, interesting so you, to so be. So you're looking, are you match? Are you chatting? Are we chatting yes, and matching? I'm doing that. Matching Thank chat. God. I've been That's, waiting 25 years for this. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here I am. Oh, don't be sorry. I think people can relate to this. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how many queer women I speak to that, like, yeah, in retrospect, you could piece these things together. But, like, it just doesn't happen, like, so quickly Overnight. or, like, linearly for, like, yeah. Yeah, even when you yeah. know. Yeah, even, yeah. So I, um, I found one girl and I was like, all right, this is the one I'm going to meet up with. Yeah. She was like, pretty mask presenting. So I figured, okay, like she'll know the ropes. I think she's done this before, you know? Yeah, so I don't yeah. have to think about all the things, the who who pays and who flirts and who opens doors and all of that. Who initiates like, the whole thing. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick this one and this is what I'm, I'm going to let this butch <laughs> take me on a date. Yes. Yeah. And we do. And that night, oh my God, I went down the street from my house. I took four shots of vodka mm-hmm. before the date. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, prayers up. Yeah. Let's see how this goes. And it was great. I mean, we talked all night. It was like, that was my moment of, I'm gay. Really? I am so gay. And this is what's been missing. And oh holy shit. Oh <laughs> my God. And then I ghosted her for literally like eight months after that. She was in my DMs like, let me take you out again. Let me take you out again. And I'm like, eh. Nope, not ready to go down that road. Because you don't want to be gay yet or you don't like Yeah, I think I just wasn't ready to, I wasn't ready. You knew you were gay, but you're like, okay, now I got to like sit on this. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what what, what did the next eight months look like? Are you like, am I sure? Am I okay? Or knowing you, you're probably fine with it. I'm like, yeah, I'm actually like, okay, well, we've fucking known this. Like, it's about goddamn time. And now it's like, you know, I had one gay guy friend who worked with me. They're always the safest to tell. And he was, like, encouraging it so heavy. And I'm so thankful for him yeah. to this day because I don't think I would have reached back out to her. Yeah. And got—well, that's what ends up happening. I He convinces me. Go After back out with her. Months. After months and months. He's like, just give it another chance. Like, stop. I can't believe she still wants to go out with you. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> <laughs> After eight months. Well, now she's probably like, this girl's so hard to get. I love I it. I know, I know, I know. It's the chase, right? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So then we go on another date. It's great again. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to see this through. I'm going to, like— I'm going to actually try to talk to this guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'll murder. I'll murder. Um, Okay, so you— So we start talking, and then COVID hits. Okay. So now I'm in a full-blown pandemic. Now you're a full-blown lesbian. Now will you hold? Now she's like— No, no, stop it. But she's—yeah, she—it's COVID. What are we going to do? Now Now she's my girlfriend. Now— This is the most No, no, no. Now Mathilde, not the one now. No, I know, I know. But yeah, now we're like every day together— and the whole pod is you two, the COVID pod. You and the, <laughs> exactly. the dyke you met 20 years ago. And I'm kind of like, okay, COVID tragic. Yeah. But it it was like this, the world stopped. Yeah. And I got this time to like learn how to have sex with a girl. Yeah. And learn how to, to you know, like all of these That's things. That's what you needed to become gay. You needed a full-blown <laughs> pandemic and someone to lock you in a room with a butch girl just so that we could be like, stop it, Mal. You're gay. What does that say about me? No, I mean, I totally, I think this happened to a lot of women over the pandemic. It did. It did. I was one of those. COVID made me gay. And, and they were home with their, a lot of them were home with their boyfriends and they went, I'm not doing this anymore. They were scrolling lesbian TikTok. Yeah. So do you, do you live with this girl? Not, no, not like officially. But you're but spending a lot of time. We were quarantining together. She's at my house. Were every you in day. love with her? 
Um, this reminds me of my first relationship that I was telling you about. I don't know if you remember. I do remember. But That's like, why I was saying it's very similar. The person that you just need to like do the thing with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it wasn't my person, but like this was like, and the, the, she was probably in love with you. Definitely. I mean. <laughs> she definitely was. Eight months in your DMs. She was in love with you. Okay. So I, I think I put a lot of weight and yeah. I gave a lot of like, um, I put her on a pedestal because I was like, oh my God. You, when, when. This has been a secret your whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And then the one person is like, I see you and I love you for this. And I accept you for this. That person then becomes like so sacred. And it's so very hard special. to let go of that person. It really is. It's like the key to your peace. Yes. And so I um, I held on to that relationship for far too long. Oh my God, We've, this is so me. I feel so like I'm it's- making it about me on my podcast. <laughs> but like, but I, it is. I really get that. I, I held on. It was after the pandemic, we like broke up and then it was back forth, back forth, back forth. And um, she wasn't very secure in her sexuality, which I think was a hindrance to me. Wait, really? Yeah. She wasn't like an out proud lesbian. Oh, shocking. She, I think it was like um, there was a lot of internal homophobia. homophobia. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff going on. So um, it kind of skewed my perception of the community because she would say things like, you're never going to find someone like me. Like, you're never going to find a hot lesbian. Lesbians aren't really going to really want to be with you because you came out too late. Like, just kind of skewing All my right. perception of what... I can't... That is so manipulative. <laughs> not to shame whatever, whoever this person... I'm not even speaking to this person specifically. I don't know them. But, like, I am so put off when, like, people that are... Because it's it's clearly coming from a place of, I don't want to lose you. Right. So just say you love me. Right. But don't threaten me with the idea that the world won't love me. That's so tacky. Right. <laughs> right. I just can't stand that. It's so petty and like transparent. But when you're in it, it's so hard to see. It's scary. And and especially and you didn't know about gay no. community world. Like you're no. like, all right, maybe I'll take your word for it. And it's COVID. Yeah. So I can't even go to the bars and even like test see. out that theory. Exactly. I have zero idea of what's going on. And I'm so insecure in my like sexuality and my queerness. Now it's like a whole other thing. You have to come into your queer identity. I have no idea what that looks like. Yeah. So I think it was just, um, it was a combination of a lot of things that made that not the best situation. And, um, yeah, I kept going back and forth. And then once I let that, I kind of let her out of sight, out of mind, I was really able to step into like, wait, I'm, this is something I'm proud of. And I'm proud that I escaped the heterosexual trap and Texas. Like, it was a journey. It took me a long time to get to even just this point. And so I kind of started to flip things into like, okay, hold on. I'm I'm happy to be here. And Mm -hmm. I'm proud of where I come from and what I've been through. And I got on TikTok and I started just making videos about it. And um, Speaking. Speaking, just like, not what like, the fuck? No, da, no, no. Da, da, da. Not a dancer. Not any of You're that. talking about your experience. I'm just like talking like, what the fuck? Is anybody else going through this? Like, how do I be gay? It's oh, like fuck. all I of my— t- I didn't see your TikTok. Oh, God. Now I look back and I'm like, oh, God. But— People respond. It, it was just so honest of yeah. like the time that I was in. Yeah. And um, so, yeah. And— I was back and forth with this girl still kind of in this time. And, you know, it was one of those energetic things where I said, the minute I switch this off, the minute I block her number, I say no more, my entire life is going to change. I'm going to come into this and I'm going to find, all I wanted to do was find friends. Mm -hmm. I just wanted lesbian friends and a community. I didn't want a girlfriend. I was just like, I just want people who are like me. I blocked her number. And three days later, my girlfriend, now, my Mm -hmm. current girlfriend, 
she was casting for a lesbian reality TV show and they slid in her and the producing partner slid into my DMs and was like, do you want to be on reality TV? TikTok on a lesbian? or Instagram? It was, they, they found me on TikTok. They DM'd me on Isn't Instagram. Isn't that amazing? And they said, do you want to be on this lesbian reality TV show? Yeah. Okay, I've said this quote on the show before, but I fucking love this quote. It's just like, and this story is the embodiment of it. The space for what you want, the space for what you deserve is already filled by what you've settled for instead. Oh. Like, that is exactly that. Mm -hmm. And like, people always do this thing where like, they stay in the relationship that doesn't satisfy them while they long and hope for the relationship that happens or that makes it happen for them Mm -hmm. or like, that's going to fulfill them. And it's like, you don't have space for that when you're settling for less than that. Mm -mm. Make fucking space for it. It's like, you can come in, you can come out, but don't block the doorway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like the second you let go of the thing that's not serving you, of course, energetically, your life opens up. You get to find the girl that you're, you're we want to be with that makes you fucking happy. And like, okay, so she reaches out to you about this lesbian reality show. Yeah. Which I love the idea <laughs> of, even though it's not in existence yeah. right now. But like like a reality L word type thing, right? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was similar. It was like a docu-follow series. Yeah. And um, I was like, all right. She cast me and my best friend. And I'm like, all right, yeah, let's see where it goes. And we, um, my first time meeting her was a casting interview. Yeah. And she had a girlfriend and, you know, it was, it was Your literally. Your girlfriend had a girlfriend. Mm-hmm, she had a girlfriend. They were kind of on the, on and, the outs. Yeah. And yeah, we meet for this interview. We end up just every, all of us go out that night. Cause it was like, oh yeah, like we're going to cast you. Like, this is fun. Let's all go out and drink. And yeah. Um, a couple weeks later, she breaks up with her girlfriend and I'm like, you want to go out? Like, you want to oh, just you go hang out? Yeah, I did. I initiated. Yeah. Which I'm like, go me after being, you know, like yeah. the, I had to be shown. And now I'm like, yeah. Right. And so we go on a date. We went to this burlesque show in Santa Monica, Little Miss Nasty. Have you ever heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of it. Oh my God. Is it's it fun? the best. It's so fun. We take everybody there now because we're like, You've this never is taken our- me. All right. Well, you can come with us <laughs> next time. This is our first date spot. It's like this. I mean, the girls are pouring beer all over themselves. They're hanging from like the ceilings. Yeah. Then we um, we go to Taco Bell. We went to the club. We went to a strip club that night. You're we ended up fun. at an apartment party. We were out until like seven in the morning. And um, then I ghosted her. <laughs> no, stop. Like, Again with this? You did? <laughs> yeah, I'm like… Wasn't she your boss now? That's the whole thing. <laughs> I'm like, okay, hold on. Like, this is messy. This is my boss. Do you hook up that night or it's just a good date? It was just a good date. We, okay. We kissed. Yeah. And then so so like, you don't feel like you're really, you're totally ghosting. You're like, you had fun. Now let's yeah. be professional. I'm like, this is probably something you do with everyone you cast. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah. And then we wrapped filming. I, and the last is night. Is she was like, that, why are you ghosting me? Well, now I've heard that she was. Yeah. Uh, now I know all the friends, like all of our friends but are the she same. Was and they be were professional like, about it. But yeah, it was all very, right. you know. And she's kind of in like the cool queer group, I think, right? <laughs> so she's what, is she who invited you into that or you start that group on your own? No, Matilda's definitely, and that's why I look at it as like, it's just so like meant to be because all I wanted was a queer community and then I meet her and I finally am like, okay, I want to be with you and then I get this beautiful community of friends that yeah. I'm just like, I can't believe what my life looks like now compared to even two, three years ago. You know, it's just so different. It's crazy. It's just turning toward yourself. Turning towards yourself. Mm -hmm. What does coming out to your friends and family look like? 
Uh, my family's really great. I called my mom kind of in the middle of it all in a panic. Yeah. Basically, like, I don't know what this is, but um, I'm, I'm dating a woman. And yeah. uh, her only kind of, uh, she had a hard time only because her and I are very similar. And I think it was the first thing where she was like, I don't know how to help you through this. I don't mm-hmm. know how to relate to you. Mm-hmm. This is like out of my wheelhouse, you know, but very loving, accepting. Everybody else in my family is very accepting. Um, my friends from Texas are the ones that I did kind of see some interesting pushback from. Yeah. I think they were very much the ones that were like, this is a phase. Yeah. You're just going through something. This isn't really you. Um, and I don't know. I try to meet them where they're at. I've known these girls for 10, 12 years. Mm-hmm. So I try to understand where they come from mm-hmm. and what they were um what they were taught growing up and taught to believe. And I try to see their heart. If I met someone like that now, I would be like... Not endeared to them at all. Not, yeah. yeah, but I think because these are my close groups. They've been grandfathered. The homophobia has been grandfathered yes. in. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think we're growing and we're changing and their thoughts have changed and it's, it's evolved. But I would say that was the stickier yeah. coming out. Yeah. I know a lot of people that like the initial resistance, like if you can tolerate it and like, it's totally fine if you don't want to be around that, you know, like I know, but like, cause people will cut out, but I'm like, sometimes if they can see how you live your life and how you are, it actually like disarms it yeah, and is great. But like, yeah, it can be uncomfortable to sit through. Yeah. You know? So did you kind of like skip then because you went from this girl and then you ended up meeting your girlfriend? Did you feel like you were like really out there dating or like, did that not happen? I went on a few dates in between yeah. like, just to kind of test the waters and see what am I into and find my type, I guess. Right. Um, you think you have a type? I definitely think I'm drawn toward a more masculine energy. Yeah. Um, just to balance me out. Yeah. I think I think it's more of an energy thing than a than a looks thing. I don't yeah, I think I don't that's, think there's any through line there. Yeah. I do feel like it's an energy thing for me as well. I feel like I am always, I don't know if I was saying this with you on your show the other day, but like, I always feel like every year I become more gay. Mm, Yes. You know? Yes. Like, do you just feel that like now that you like know who you are, like the light bulb goes on, you meet this girl that like you're clearly like so in sync with and like you're just becoming more you, how you dress, how you present, how you identify, who you connect with. Like it's easier because you're so clear on who you are. Yeah. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, it just takes so long for a queer person to, like, I've said this before on here, but, like, just getting your insides to match your outsides. Totally. And, like, I feel like when people come out, they get hotter. Oh, yeah. The glow up. The big. Oh, my God. You know? I can't wait to show you pictures. Yes. Because it's like, yeah, I know who I am. So, like, I'm shiny now. Yeah. You you feel like you've had a glow up? A million percent. I mean, I, I lost 40 pounds. No. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Really? Yeah, because I was dealing with a lot of eating stuff. Yeah. That I think was manifesting because I wasn't happy inside, you know? Wow. And I really do attribute a lot of that, a lot of that clearing up to just being me and Fuck. being who I am. And you don't have to hide, you don't have to lie. Yeah. You're becoming one person. I think, I, I think what people don't understand is like you, from the inside, you are kind of living. You're lying. You're not meaning to lie, but you are. And so then the merging of that, mm-hmm. though it is a process, like you're saying, like you become, I think that's the becoming more gay. You're like allowing that to kind of come back in mm-hmm. and be a part of you. 
And you're not having to manage so much of like, who knows this or who, do, who, what can I say or what can I do? It's like, I don't know. I guess I'm, I'm I don't think I'm saying that the best, but I, I really connect with what you're saying. I you understand. Do? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like when I was in high school, I was diagnosed with like basically Crohn's disease, it's ulcerative colitis, but, um, like me even having like this autoimmune disorder that like is about my stomach, mm. like that to me was so clearly a symptom of me being like sick in terms of like, I am so fragmented about who I am. Mm. Like I have a secret, not even if it's so like, I'm so aware of it. Right. right? It's just like, there's a part of me that I'm not looking at that I, that I I don't feel aligned. Mm -hmm. And like that is creating like tension in me, discomfort in me. I, my body and my mind, like there's like physiological side effects of just like not being like at ease, mm -hmm. like spiritually. Yes. Like I'm disjointed. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so uncomfortable in that. And like, I do think that has like a real effect on like how you physically feel. Yeah. And like my girlfriend like jokes that, that when she came out, she like stopped being bloated. <laughs> but like she lost weight. She's like, she feels she, I mean, she's, I always, she's consistently stunning, but she would say that she's had a glow up. Right. And people also look better when they look like themselves. Yeah. So it's like, regardless of like what your style, whatever the fuck it is, it's like, I can see that that's you. It fits you. So you that feel comfortable. Fits you, mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, it was like, I always felt like growing up closeted. Like I didn't know what I could do to make myself like myself, like on the outside, but it was just like, I needed to be like, cool with myself. Yeah. Because I could see myself being, well, I would like to do that to myself. And I, da, 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 da. It's just like you're confronted with these images of like women and what hot is. Like, because I, I deal mean, with eating disorder stuff too. I dealt with that all the time growing up. And like, that was like, well, this is the one thing I could control. It's like, I just want to be really, really tiny. Yep. You know? Um, I got plastic surgery. Yeah. A fuck ton of plastic surgery. Really? Trying to make myself happy with the outward appearance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I used to have quadruple D boobs. Really? Massive. Oh my God. Before I came out. Whoa. And I, I mean, I had lipo. I had the BBL. I did yeah. it all because yeah. I was trying to like, I don't know, please myself, please other people. Feel like yourself, look good, like yourself. Yeah. And then, and then when I came out, I, I say that was like the last part of my straight identity was getting my implants out. Yeah. And just being okay with this version of me. And I, I will say like, now that's a whole other struggle because, you know, now you're, you're dealing with, okay, I'm used to being this hyper feminine person. I'm used to having a certain shape and a certain figure and wearing certain clothes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it is, it's still a struggle, but I'm more me. I yeah. don't need to have these huge implants and be, you know, it's, I still feel better. Yeah. And more like myself. Yeah. But the outward appearance thing, that's a, that's, I feel like that's a big part of the queer journey. Yeah, totally. And like, I, for me growing up and like knowing I was gay, I was also feeling like, I don't know how to look to attract who I would like. Mm. Or like, it, there's just, I just had so many questions about queerness of like, where do you meet queer people? And if I am like my specific flavor of queer, where like, I don't know. I don't know all the terms everyone knows, but like I'm kind of femme, but my energy's masculine. Like who, what are the type of women that are attracted to that? And then if I'm attracted to, do I have to look more like, and it's like, if you're actually just yourself, 
someone might like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you're not constantly doing all that work in your head and you can just be present. Yeah, but it's like confusing and in- intimidating just because like you do hear with like the queer community, like there's these labels of like, well, there's a dyke and a femme and a butch and a da 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 or whatever. I'm not, you know. Yeah. So like I think figuring all that out is confusing. We have had people write into the show with a lot of questions. Do you feel like you're in the place where you want to be with that right now? Um, in terms of like how, like who I am and how, how I feel like I present. Or like where you fit in in the queer community. And I mean, like, you know, I, I don't feel like I am entrenched in like a queer friend group mm-hmm. in the way that like we were talking about the other day. And like, I think they're so fun. Like the lesbian friend groups that I've like will kind of move in and out of. I don't feel like I'm in this like locked click of lesbians, mm. which sounds fun and it also sounds intimidating. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's fair. Um, but I I like, I love my queer friends and I love my straight friends and I feel really like, I don't know, I feel like I flow between those worlds and I feel like they're integrated in my life. Yeah. I think I've, a part of me has like longed for a queer group that is just like the L word. <laughs> and like, I remember, you know, Bridget. Yeah. Like invited me over to some like football thing at, I'm naming more friends of ours, at Hillary's house. And it was like the nicest group of lesbians. And that kind of was like enchanting for a moment that I was like, oh, it, there there are good lesbians that exist in this like way that they're not like going to cut each other's throats. And I was just like, cut. I don't know why I had that thought. I think just going to queer parties in New York, I mm-hmm. felt like people were like too cool. And I was like, oh, I don't fit in here. I'm like, not, I don't know the right gay stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know the right gay password. I'm like, butch. I don't know what, sure. what it was. That's but um, that was, if you're not watching it, I was pretending to knock on a club <laughs> door and then the password to get in was butch. Um, but I think it's always like growing. And like, the fun, it's funny, like even podcasting, just because I like to have on queer guests. Like I get to make a lot of friends and like connect with people, having gay people on my show. Mm-hmm. And like everyone here, live, most of them live in LA. And then yeah. like, you know, two doors down is the two Dykes girls recording right oh, now. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh my God. So it's it's fun in that way that yeah. like you get to connect with people and hear their stories. And do you feel like you're, well, you've landed in that spot. Yeah. I think it, I've overcorrected. Now I don't hang out with any straight people and my whole life is lesbians. And I'm yeah. happy with that. But I also recognize that I, had a very lucky entrance into the community. Yeah. And I think it is hard to find kind of your space within it and the right people because just because you're lesbian doesn't mean that you're going to be friends or it's the right person for you, you know? But I was very lucky that my girlfriend kind of has this really great community and I just got to walk in and be like, oh my God. So that's really my own experience. Does that scare you though that it's all her people that you got? Because what if if something bad happened? Um, That would scare the shit out of me. You know? I think you just got to throw yourself into things. If, no, if it blows right. up, you're it right. blows up. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and I think now, I that's an important thing, I think, when you are creating or finding your community. And if it is through a girlfriend, you have to make your own relationships because I'm so secure in the relationships that I have now that I know that we'd work it out. It would be, I would, you know, it would yeah. be fine. And and I know my girlfriend, she's such a good person. I, I can't see things getting too crazy. I mean, but I, um, I'm just secure. And where things are at now. Yeah. And I'm trying to just like love every moment of it. Because that, that's a better way to live. For- I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, remember fear? <laughs> okay. Here are our questions. Oh, God. Everyone asks this one. I'm going to read this one because I think it needs addressing uh, with a certified lesbian. But is scissoring really a thing or not? 
<laughs> scissoring is a thing. Yeah. I don't think um, every time you have sex or like it's like the most common go-to move. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like, think it's the... And I also don't think that like everybody fits. Like no, I think you have to be like the right proportions. It's got to be a pretty good match in the scissoring world to make it You think it's a height work. thing? Because I don't think so. I don't know that it's, it's a, a pussy height placement. thing. Exactly. It's, it's like, exactly. where's your pussy? Yep. Where's your clit and location to mine and and my thighs and how are we going to turn it? It takes it takes some um, finessing. Yeah. It takes some time to figure out. Yeah. I do think scissoring, I used to say scissoring wasn't a thing because it really wasn't. I've for been, you. It wasn't for me. Yeah. I do think scissoring is a thing yes. now. I, I, I do see it as a thing. I don't think… I'm not, like, getting off from scissoring. Mm. It's harder for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's harder in general. I, I mean, there's something definitely intimate about it. Mm-hmm. At the same time, think about it. Your face isn't close to that, their face, right? Like, how are you scissoring? <laughs> like, I'm a little bit… We need, like, a drawing. I'm a little bit we confused. Like, is it, like, a person's here? This is their head. These are their legs. And then these are my legs. And then I guess I could put my head up here. But oh, like, no, that's that takes a lot of flexibility. You better like, be doing yoga. Like that's like I guess it's a thing, but like it's not like the gold move, the golden thing. Yeah, like I it's just like that. something. Like it's like imagine something straight couples throw in, like um, sticking a finger in his butt. Yep. Like once in a while, that's fun. I yep. guess that's what I've heard from straight people. <laughs> you that know, might be a good comparison. Yeah. I don't know, like. Um, that's how I feel about it. Is it a thing? Yes. Is it like what you're eating? The thing? Is it the thing? No. No. No, it's not the thing. Um, should you tell your partner if you're inexperienced with gay sex? Ugh. This was a tough one. I was like so honest with people. Yeah. Coming out of the gate with my first girlfriend. I was, there was no hiding it actually. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) just do whatever you want. I'm just going to be here. I'm not going to move. Uh-huh. But I don't think that it has to be what you lead with. Yeah. I think if there were some things that I could change on going on dates and things like that, maybe leave that for until you actually get there. You yeah. Know? I think it's more, the inexperience is more relevant in terms of like relationship building. Like if you're mm. like, listen, I've never dated women before and like, I'm not going to like just like, this is new to me or like, I'm not. If you're still in, like, some discovery process right. and someone is interested in starting a relationship, I think that's relevant. I never felt, like, in terms of having sex with a woman, like, it always felt intuitive to me. Mm. I was never like, what are we gonna do? Like, I was like, I got a mouth. I'll put it everywhere. I was terrified. Really? I was so scared. Oh. I think it was just pent up, like, um… Like, I've wanted to do this for so long, and now here's my opportunity. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, what if I'm bad at it? And, you know. Right. I think it was more so that. Yeah. It's almost like, do you really need to say it? Because it's probably going to tell. Yeah. And you're going to give it so much more energy that it probably, like, needs to have. Yes. Don't put so much weight on it. Don't put so much weight on it. Um, What is the smoothest pickup line a woman has ever said to you or that you have ever said that's worked? And what is something subtle? That you find attractive? Okay, those are good questions. The smoothest pickup line a woman has ever said to you or that you've ever said to a woman? Pickup lines? Okay, first of all, I'm not usually the one initiating. Yeah, okay. So what has someone said to you? Has anyone ever said something smooth to you? 
No, I can't think. I, I feel like are pickup lines a thing with women? I don't have lines, but like I just think being like really boldly, plainly confident is mm. just the biggest turn on. Of just like, hey, you're so beautiful to me. Like, let's just see what happens. Okay. Like, I really want to go on a date with you. I can't stop staring at you. Yeah, I that, I could see why that would work. I would, I could sell that. I could sell pork to a rabbi with that line. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, well, there you go. You know, I, I just think, I just think being so confident works. I don't really care what you say. I don't know that that would. But be I'm saying my same it to approach. women. Yeah, like, I, well, I can't see you saying something. I, I see, know. Isn't that weird? Yeah, but that's cute for you. <laughs> okay, then I'll stick with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, what here? Let's alter the question. What would be a cute date that you would organize with for a girl? I'm like a. Um, Oh, I don't know. I'm so basic. I'm like a sunset person. I love nature. Yeah, that's sweet. I'm very much like a, let's just go outside and be on the beach and eat cheese. And be on the beach and eat cheese. That's so (laughs) nice. And smoke a joint. No, that's so sweet. That's very much my vibe. That's sweet. It is. What's your date? What's your go-to date? I'm not like a big like, let's go to this nice fancy dinner. No, no, no. Fancy's not right. No. I haven't done that in a, this in a while. I used to have a good date that I would do. All right. Listen, about six years ago, I, I was more of like a make a move, like gay me person. <laughs> I'm not anymore. Okay. Okay. But I used to do this thing where I would go, and this was when I was living in New York. I would get a drink with a girl and then she would be like, it'd be, it'd be late and I'd want to go home. And I was like, I have to like go to the grocery store before it closes. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, why don't you come with me? And we would end up going grocery shopping on a first date. And it was like the cutest thing. And they always thought it was, like, so memorable and fun. And because I made it really fun. And then they would get stuff for their house. And I would, like, basically buy their groceries and, like, take them. And it was, like, really cute. Yeah. That's a good date. It was, like, really sweet. And they, uh, you know, so if you want to get in someone's pants, do that. <laughs> buy their groceries. Buy them. No, it's Especially so, if you're living in L.A. It's just expensive. Something that's fun <laughs> like that and, like, weird but, like, intimate and, like, special. But you have to be, like, fun, you guys. Yeah. You can't be serious. You have to be, like, playful and make it fun. And, like, you got to be, be a drip. Yeah. Don't be a, if what, you don't do be all of that and then you're a drip. Uh, what is a drip? Like a drip. Like, like a loser? Is that like is a that... Texas thing? <laughs> I don't know. I actually think that's like a Midwest, like Chicago. My don't, be like, a drip. don't be a <laughs> drip. Don't be a fucking drip. Do I sound like that? Is anyone in a lesbian relationship actually using a strap on? Yes. Yeah. What? That's a question? Yeah. I mean, I've been in t- lesbian relationships where we don't though. Can you believe that's that? That's fair. I, okay. I will say. I have a weird relationship with the strap. I've said this before. Yeah. I When I was having sex with men, I think I would go to a really dissociative state. Yeah. And I would just kind of like exit my body as if it wasn't happening. Yeah. And so when the strap comes out, I have to be, there has to be like a lot of intimacy, a lot of lead up to the strap or else I'm going right back to that place and I'm not even there. Yeah. It's like tra- traumatic. Yeah. So I get it. I get why it wouldn't be a thing, but. Yeah. I don't really love that strap, yeah. strap. I, I don't feel as connected. Yeah. I, I, listen, if I'm dating someone who's like obsessed with it, then like I can get behind that. Yeah. But I certainly am not like I need this. Or yeah. Like I'm like longing for this or whatever it is. But yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I really do think a lot of lesbians, I mean, I, it, look, you just heard it, heard it there. Some people use it, some people don't. Yeah. So women like dating older or younger. Does ageism exist in the lesbian world? Um, I think so. You think so? What? Well, I don't, I, I don't really want to date younger. I don't want to date younger at all. I've always wanted to date older women. 
But you know what's so funny is my girlfriend doesn't want to date older. She won't. She'll really? only date younger. Well. So, yes, so, yes it does. <laughs> yes, it does. What is your thing? Lesbians with- are just like you. Lesbians, <laughs> we're people too. So what is your thing with older? It might be a habitual thing from dating men. I'm just so used to dating older that I can't imagine. Dating younger. Dating younger. Dating also, younger like- gives me the ick. <sighs> it's crazy that men like that. I'm like, that's gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thinking about like now thinking about the guys that were dating me 13 years apart. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, no, no. That's gross. No. But I think for me, it's like I look at myself five years ago mm-hmm. and I'm a completely different person. So I have a hard time being like, are we in the same? I know. Are we clicking? Are I we always in the same think spot? that. And I always date older women. And then when I look back on it, I'm like, okay, why were they dating me? I was so young. It's the exact same. Mm. I'm, like, I'm like, that's so weird. Even though I wasn't young. See, I think I have an arrogance where I'm like, I can, I can rise to the. No, I can. <laughs> but I'm like, what were they thinking? Yeah. To date that much, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, how long does lesbian sex last? Is thirty minutes too little? <laughs> it's so interesting. Like, I do think lesbian sex can uh, often last longer than heterosex, simply because we're not reliant on the male orgasm, and men mm. don't, men like have a refractory period where right. they're like, okay, and women don't. Mm-hmm. So generally, I think lesbian sex lasts longer than straight sex. But I don't have a, Sometimes I could have sex for three hours and sometimes I could have sex for 20 minutes. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't think it's so black and white like that. Yeah, what do you, you have guys, time for? Your questions suck. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I get them. I get where you're coming from. I do get where you're coming from. Stop thinking so much. Stop thinking so much. You're gay. You're gay. <laughs> I want to ask you this question because you asked it to me on your show and I thought it was a great question. What are you working on in therapy? What am I working on in therapy? Let me think. I was just in therapy this morning. Um, there's two things. I, I'm trying to pick between which one. One's really kind of dark and deep, and one is which way do you want me to go? No, it's what it's your therapy. <laughs> I think because I didn't go to college, and because I was kind of the bartender, the party girl, the you know, this kind of fun, free spirit type of person. I, um, I've really always have seen myself in a certain way. And I've, I've looked at myself like not scholarly, not super academic, not, you know, I'm just fun. And, and, um, that's why I was willing to go on reality TV and put myself out there on the internet and things like that. And I think, um, recently with the podcast being something a little bit more not that, like a, a little bit more um, deep and and meaningful and trying to really help and impact people. I've felt a little torn between two sides of myself mm-hmm. and um, like I need to come into a different level of self-worth to rise to an occasion to mm. be able to um, do something that is impactful on a, in a different way and Whoa. on a different level. And so it's requiring me, I think, to really do a lot of internal reflection and um, see myself in a different way. And I'm, I'm very lucky that Matilda, my girlfriend, sees me in that way and can say to me, like, you you are both things. You are fun and you are crazy and wild and all of that. But you are also deep and reflective and introspective and um, can rise to the occasion. And um, it's an interesting thing to sit in the middle mm-hmm. and um, to have to change the narrative about yourself, your inner narrative. And so I'm working a lot on 
on that. Wow, that's beautiful. Thanks. I think that's an amazing like invitation to realize that like you get to be both things and also that like what you say matters and has value and it can impact people and it doesn't you don't have to have gone to college or not bartended for that to be true right and you get to still be all of the things that you are it's an addition yeah um that's that's a good one thanks Thanks that's a really good one I like that one I see you as both Thanks. Yeah, you got it. And you guys can also hear me on Mal's show, Made It Out, which was so fun. And um, and that's next week. And that's next week. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the yeah, show, Mal. Thank you for having me.